Ron Rivera believes that his team will only go as far as Sam Howell will take them. And turns out this weekend, Locked On Eagles, and I agree. That and more coming up on today's episode of Locked On Commanders. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Welcome, Commanders fans, to this crossover episode of Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Commanders your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget that you can subscribe for free on YouTube or wherever you're getting your podcasts, and you can continue this conversation with me by becoming a Locked On Commanders insider. To join the Commanders Insider program, you'll get news. Inside Scoops exclusives delivered directly to your phone via text message. Plus, you can have one-on-one conversations with me. I've got some insiders giving me some valuable advice as I battle through this cold. Fortunately, this episode was recorded before the sickness really hit me, so we can still bring you this full episode. Join Locked On Commanders Insiders now. Be in the know all the time and help me out as well. Just go to joinsubtext.com slash Commanders to sign up. I'm David Harrison on Twitter at dharrison82, credential member of the media covering our Washington Commanders for CommanderCountry.com, part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. Here with you every Monday through Friday when I'm not ill, uh, along with our everydayers and everydayers, as always, I appreciate your continued support for the show. This Crossover Thursday episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL. Use the promo code LockedOnNFL, all lowercase, to get a first deposit match up to $100. Of course, Locked On Eagles fans, I'm David Harrison of Locked On Commanders and Locked On Commanders. He is Louis DiBiase of Locked On Eagles. Don't boo, be polite, it's okay. On this crossover Thursday episode, we're going to discuss the upcoming week eight matchup between the Philadelphia Eagles and the Washington Commanders. Louis, they are facing off in a sold out FedEx field, which is super exciting until you realize that a lot of those people are gonna be wearing green. (laughs) I was about to say. It's I wasn't going to say it until house. you said it, but normally the Eagles fans show up in that yeah. stadium, so it should be a good atmosphere, absolutely, especially if you're a Birds fan. Right, right, yeah. No, I mean it's going to be a good atmosphere, period. But certainly the home, the 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 uh, the home field advantage is not going to be as as good as the Commanders would certainly like it to be. But but Louis coming in the same. This is an NFC East divisional matchup. Obviously for the Eagles, it is a prime opportunity. You know, to you know, at six and one, you can probably say they already have a chokehold on the division. But to even even greater, going to the midway uh, part of the season, taking even deeper hold on the season for the Washington Commanders. I mean, there's a hole that you're in. You got to start digging yourself out somewhere. What's the biggest story though coming into the matchup that's big already for the Philadelphia Eagles? Yeah, for the Eagles, it, I mean, you're right. It really is just about stacking wins. The schedule is only going to get tougher. They had their first real, I feel like, statement win this past Sunday night against the Miami Dolphins. Not that they were playing pushovers, but, you know, because the commanders really gave them all they could in that first matchup. Honestly, probably should have won that game. You got the Rams, you know, the Vikings, the Jets beat the Eagles a couple weeks ago, but the schedule gets tougher. They have two matchups still with the Dallas Cowboys coming up. They play the Kansas City Chiefs, the San Francisco 49ers, the Buffalo Bills. So, for the birds is about stacking wins. They're six and one right now, a stranglehold in the division, but that one seed is so important throughout the playoffs to have the playoffs in the NFC run through Philadelphia. So this is another opponent that the Eagles are favored against, and it should yeah. be one of those wins that there are no excuses about. And again, with the schedule only getting tougher, you can't afford to lose two of three games in the last three weeks against inferior opponents. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's something that's going to be a theme, you know, for both of these teams right now is the schedule only getting tougher. And that's why when you're the Washington Commanders, losses to the Chicago Bears, losses to the New York Giants, you talk about beating or losing, beating teams that you should beat. Those are two games that the Washington Commanders are walking away from thinking that talent wise, they were the the more uh, dominant team on paper. But then once you get on the field, obviously things didn't go uh, that way. But when you look at both of those games, the Chicago Bears, you can really kind of point to the Washington Commanders defense and say, well, you're the reason that happened. Then you go to the New York Giants game, you look at the offense and say, well, you're the reason that happened. And that's really the story of the season. That's the biggest story of the year for the Washington Commanders is going to be the biggest story coming into this game because of that is consistency and the lack thereof. And we're all, we're not just talking complimentary football, but even one side or the other picking up. Every once in a while, the offense has to pick up the team. The defense has to pick up the team. Usually with the team, you kind of have that stronger unit that you know if one side or the other has to do the heavy lifting, that's going to be the side. We expected it to be the defense. But four times this season, the Washington Commanders defense has given up 30 points or more to including 34 points in that loss to the Philadelphia Eagles and then 40 points to the Chicago Bears. But oh, by the way, on the other side of things, don't the offense can't take a victory lap because now twice this season, they've, they've failed to score even 10 points in a yeah. competition. They've only, and they failed to score 20, more than 20 points three times this season. Meanwhile, they've also scored 30 points or 24 plus points three times. It's just been a night and day situation almost to a weekly basis. So the question is, is going to be here. Can the Washington Commanders put together consistent football, not just on either right. side of the ball, but on both sides of the ball? I would say the most consistent effort they really had probably came against the Philadelphia Eagles, but only because the, the Washington Commanders defense didn't truly falter till later in the game. And then the Washington Commanders offense kind of got off to a better start and then faltered yeah. <laughs> towards the end, right up until the end of regulation. Um, but I don't know that we've seen a single matchup yet this year, Louis where the Washington Commanders have put together 60 minutes of good, clean football. Mm -hmm. And honestly, the Eagles are 6-1, and but you can kind of say the same thing. Like, you look at that Tampa Bay game, a lot of that had to do with the defense. Then the offense really took over against the Rams. I would say this past weekend against Miami was the first time I felt like all three phases completely dominated. Because even that Rams game, the defense really locked down Matt Stafford, Cooper Cup, and the passing attack in the second half. But the first half... They were kind of getting cooked up and down the field, and that's what happened against Washington, too, early in that game. I mean, Sam Howell, I thought he looked really good against the Eagles, and Jalen Hurts got going in the second half, but it's been an up-and-down year for sure. But the Eagles are definitely starting to put everything together The to you know take a look at that Eagles defense, which struggled against the Commanders. They allowed 31 points in that game. They have allowed, in the last three weeks, though, just 183 passing yards per game and three passing touchdowns in weeks one through four. They were allowing 260 yards per game, and they had nine total receiving touchdowns allowed. So they're starting to tighten things up. They traded for Kevin Byard. He may play in this game. I'm not 100% sure, but that's a safety presence they really needed. So things are starting to look up and lock down, I should say, from a consistency perspective. Yeah, and the commanders are hoping that that, uh, that in, in you know onboarding that new safety kind of takes, takes yeah. a little bit. Maybe next week. Maybe maybe we'll save yeah. him for next week. Yeah. Let's not, let's not un- unveil him just for yet. Sure. It's a long season. Let's go ahead and take that a little bit Absolutely. slower. But you mentioned that the schedule for the Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, again, the commanders in a very similar boat. It's hard to, to kind of say there's a tougher game coming up than maybe the Philadelphia Eagles when the Eagles are one of the best teams in the NFL so far. The San Francisco 49ers certainly uh, late December kind of on that list. But even still, the New England Patriots just did a number against the Buffalo Bills. That's on the road. The Seahawks are always tough in Seattle, and they're pretty good this year. The Giants obviously have proven that they have the ability to beat the Washington Commanders if they don't bring their A game. The Cowboys are the Cowboys. The Miami Dolphins is a track meet. The Los Angeles Rams, I think, are better 
uh, than a lot of people expect them to be. The New York Jets just proved to the Philadelphia Eagles why you don't sleep on anybody. So there's not an automatic dub anywhere left on the Washington Commanders schedule, which why this is a game that you hate to say it, but it's it's almost a must win. I mean, the, the atmosphere sure. around the Washington Commanders is not very good. But in order for them to be able to get that must win, they're going to have to win some key matchups and some key players are going to have to really step up on the commander side. Of course, the Eagles have the same situation. So we'll talk more about that coming up on this crossover Thursday episode of Locked on Commanders and Locked on Eagles, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And we're going to do that today. Thanks to DoorDash. Did the game just go to a timeout? It's time to order in with DoorDash. Is it halftime? That's ordering time. And the two-minute warning, that's your cue to get ordering. Time to pull out your lucky jersey and order your favorite apps and snacks on DoorDash because football is coming again this weekend. Why root on your favorite team with an empty stomach? You wouldn't do it in the stadium, so why are you doing it at home? Order on DoorDash and save on football watch party favorites. Order pizza, wings, soda, burgers, even just the buns. If you got everything but the buns, you can still get just the buns on DoorDash. Get it all delivered without missing the game. Kick back at kickoff with unbeatable deals on everything you need for your watch party or your tailgate and all your favorite restaurants and stores from retail to grocery. They're on the app, so you can shop everything you need to get game day ready. If you want to, get prepared before game day. Stock up on your favorite appetizers and order all your tailgate gear on DoorDash. Then get ready to watch your team win. Get 50% off on a uh, up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code LOCKED23. Don't forget to use that promo code LOCKED23 for 50% off up to $10 on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and spend $15 or more. Subject to to change, terms apply. Thanks again for being a Locked On Eagles, Locked On Commanders. Your first listen today and every day and every day as we both greatly appreciate all of you for coming through on a regular basis like you do. Football season is here and well underway. Locked On is kicking up our coverage with Locked On NFL Kickoff Live. Every Friday, Locked On is going to go live at 2 p.m. Eastern time on every Locked On NFL YouTube channel. And your hosts, Tanitra Batiste, Jarvis Davis, and Kyle Krabs are breaking down every game on the NFL schedule to get you ready for your team's matchup, your fantasy lineups, and hit your betting angles and more. Plus, get the in-depth local analysis from our stable of NFL hosts across the country who know these teams better than anyone else. Find Locked On NFL Kickoff Live every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern on any Locked On NFL YouTube channel, which means Locked On Eagles, Locked On Commanders. You can keep it locked right there. Make sure those notifications are on, and you will get to, to tune in to that live episode every single week. Louie, Eagles Commanders, NFC East Division matchup. The Washington Commanders have already lost two NFC East Division matchups. They desperately need to get this one. But for the Eagles, who would certainly like to get this one, right, go 7-1 instead of 6-2, and two, what is the biggest matchup that you're seeing between these two division rivals? Yeah, I look at the battle that, honestly, I was watching last time these two teams met, and I think it hurt them. It's the Commanders passing attack led by Sam Howell, Terry McLaurin, Jayon Dotson, Curtis Samuel against that Eagles secondary. And we'll see if Kevin Byard plays if he does not. The secondary, though, still has been looking pretty good over the last three weeks, but it's been an up and down season. That's been, I think, their weakest link so far from an offensive and defensive perspective. There's been a lot of injuries there. Darius Slay has missed some games. James Bradbury as well. Avante Maddox, their star slot corner, has been out for the year since week two. Um, Bradley Roby they brought in from the streets, and he got hurt as well. Eli Ricks has been playing inside. He's an undrafted uh, rookie right now. So I think that's the key matchup, and it's what almost cost them in that game against the Commanders is they could not 
not stop the passing attack. And if it wasn't for that decision to not go for two at the end of the game, the commanders might have threw their way to a victory at the end. So they've tightened things up since that matchup. It really was that matchup when things started to turn around. Darius Slay actually had the highest PFF grade this past weekend against Miami. They shut down the best passing attack in football. Can they do it two weeks in a row against some talented receivers? That's a key that I'm watching. Yeah, and you know what? Coming out of that game, man, we're like everybody on the commander side of things are saying, look, they played really competitive football, played yeah. pretty solid. I mean, you know, you don't want to give up 30 points to anybody, even the Philadelphia Eagles, but still played fairly solid football down the stretch. How can they improve on that performance the next two weeks to really come in the next time they see this team and be even better? And now, I mean, the mood couldn't be more night and day, I think, from from coming out of Philly to to going into this next matchup. Sure. But you know. You go back to that two-point conversion. It's it's something that that was talked about a lot after the fact, and it's something that honestly we the media circle we've continued to play. We're on the sideline of practice, getting ready for a New York Giants game. We're still talking about that two-point conversion because a yeah. lot of us kind of think, you know, we wonder if Coach Rivera at the sideline really said, "Hey, look, we got Thursday night against the Bears coming up. We can't afford to play another half quarter, full quarter against this Philadelphia Eagles team. Go for two. If you lose, okay, you lose. You take those lumps, but if you win." You get out of here without with 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 that victory, but also you don't have to play extra football with Thursday night waiting. Anyway, that's I thought they were going to win, man. I mean, I thought they were going to win that game if they went for two. They had the Eagles on the ropes; yeah. they were exhausted. And I, like you said earlier, each win counts for the Commanders right now in the NFC playoff yeah. race. I mean, Tampa Bay is holding on to that seven seed at three and three. The Commanders are three and four. So if they were four and three right now. They'd be in a playoff spot. Yeah, absolutely. Everyone, everyone matters, especially in national football. There, you know, eighty-two or a hundred and whatever crazy oh, games time. going on <laughs> in, in other leagues. You don't have time right, to make right. up for those losses. Um, look, Sam Howell versus Eagles secondary. That is the key matchup in this game. I think, like, yeah. you know, like you hit it right on the head. I'm, I'm going to go the same direction, but I'm going to take a little bit of a different view of it, so that we're not just saying the same thing. Sure. Um, it's no secret for any NFL team that winning the turnover battle is huge, right? In every single game you go into, key to victory, win the turnover battle, but. Against Philadelphia, it, it might be even more important. They're, they're, the Eagles have a plus turnover margin in their six wins. They've got a negative turnover margin in their only – it's only one loss. It's the only one you can talk about. But the plus, the minus, it matters. The Washington Commanders are the only team this season to not turn the ball over even once against the Philadelphia Eagles this season. And, Louie, you're talking about a team that is, what, 31st in the NFL, I think, in interception percentage against opponents. So it's not like they're taking the ball away at record paces. But every game except for the one they played against Commanders – they are still getting takeaways, and the Eagles are not giving everybody the benefit of four giveaways every right. single week. And I'm sorry, Jets fans, but you don't beat <laughs> the Eagles without four giveaways from their offense. But because Sam Howell and the offense were really smart with the ball, really secure with the ball, even when they didn't move the ball or score during a very frustrating stretch of that game, they secured it. They played solid field position games. Philly's best field position, starting field position for a drive in week four against the commanders was their own 43 yard line which is still fairly good but it's not the other side of the 50 good and there's only two games this year the eagles have not had at least one possession start in the opponent's end the commanders who almost beat them and right. the jets who did beat them you got to play that field position game even if you're not scoring you cannot give the eagles a head start at all that's why sam howell versus this, this eagle secondary move the ball even just a little bit yeah. don't let them have short fields don't turn the ball over that's the key to trying to get a victory louie who is the most important player on the Eagles roster this weekend? I think right now it's got to be Lane Johnson, right? I think the defensive line of Washington is the strong suit with, you know, yeah. you got Young, Sweat, Allen, Payne up front. Lane Johnson, when you saw two weeks ago, another reason they lost to the Jets, Philadelphia, that is, when Lane Johnson went down with that ankle injury in 
Jack Driscoll had to come in. He allowed eight pressures in like two quarters. It was yeah. egregious. Lane Johnson outside of Jalen Hurts might be the most important player on this football team. So if Lane can hold up, he finally gave up his first sack last week for the first time since 2020. If he can hold up that offensive line and give Jalen Hurts time, this passing game is starting to heat up. And, and that's the thing. I'm really glad you mentioned turnovers, David, because when you look at the Eagles, they're still moving the ball up and down the field. They're fourth this year in EPA per play. They're first in the NFL in converting drives into scores. A lot of them, too many of them have been field goals because their red zone offense has been up and down. But you mentioned turnovers. They're getting the explosive plays of 2022, but they're making way more mistakes than they did last year. Last year, they had a plus eight turnover differential with just six interceptions from Jalen Hurts. This year, all year so far, the Eagles are at minus two, eight interceptions already from Jalen and three fumbles lost. He had two more turnovers against Miami Sunday night. So the Eagles are making mistakes on offense and on defense, they're not getting the interceptions. They're actually second in takeaways from a forced fumble perspective. But that's mm-hmm. why Kevin Byard, I think, comes into play, and he's so important for this defense now because he's got a nose for interceptions, but so is Jalen Hurts right now. They need to limit the mistakes because it's hurting this team way more than it did last year. Yeah, absolutely. Louis, I'll tell you what, man, we are on the same page here because your yeah. most important players in offensive line, I mean, my most important player is defensive tackle Deron Payne. And, man, and I know they're not going to necessarily see each other man. every <laughs> single time, but I mean, right. it starts in the trenches, right? Yep. Look, this defense, we we left the Giants game asking, like, what's really wrong with this team? Because there's a lot of a lot of really good players on this team. Like, there's a lot of other teams out there as the trade deadline gets closer talking about trading for commanders players. So it's not like the commanders just have this bare cupboard or like, like no, the Chicago bears beat them, but nobody's talking about trading for any Chicago bears. You know what I'm saying? They want some commanders players though. And Steven tackle Deron Payne to me, has to be the solution to the problem. And the problem right now that I see Louis is that this defense doesn't have teeth. They've got a lot of talent. They got a lot of athletes. They've got no killers. You know what I mean? And look, I'm yeah, not sure. trying to go last boy scout here. I don't want any actual killers on the football field, but you need that mentality. Deron Payne's kind of a quiet, more reserved type of dude. But I really feel like if he gets a voice, if he stands up, and if he helps try to get that defensive line really going early in this game, he can make a difference. The Washington Commanders are sixth in the NFL this season in sacking the opposing quarterback. But nobody really talks about it, and nobody really talks about this unit. Like They talk about the first-round picks. You know the names. You know the pedigree. But nobody really talks about it. They're terrorizing other quarterbacks around the NFL. Why aren't they considered one of the best defenses in the NFL right now? Because unlike the Ravens, Bills, Dolphins, Eagles, and the Seahawks, who have more sacks than the Commanders, Washington doesn't hold opponents under 30 points more often than they allow opponents to score over 30 points. We've already kind of hit on that, right? But the Dolphins are the only ones even challenging the Commanders in that category. Meanwhile, the Eagles, the Bills, the Ravens, the Seahawks, they're not giving up points while they're also trying to harass quarterbacks. Um, And Washington's only given up fewer than 20 points three times. So it's the ultimate feast and famine defense this season for the Washington Commanders if they're going to get some bite to their game. They need to do it this weekend. I think Deron Payne is going to be the guy to do it. And honestly, Deron Payne said something in the offseason or the preseason that kind of rubbed us the wrong way. We kind of been watching to see it happen. And honestly, it's come to fruition. He told us that sometimes he likes to come into games, kind of see what the rhythm is going to be of that game, and then really turn it up once he kind of gets a feel for it. I after don't about the like first that half. at all. If I you heard that from one of my that. players, I would be very concerned. <laughs> Absolutely. And we were. And you know what, though? You watch the Washington Commanders, and that's really kind of who their defense is. They kind of yeah. bend, bend, bend. Sometimes they break. Look at the Denver Broncos game. They break. But then later, they step it up, and it's okay. Now we're going to play. We need this defense. Sam Howell needs this defense. The commander needs this defense to come out and play 60 minutes of killer instinct football. And I think Deron Payne, as quiet as he is, as smooth as he is, Deron Payne is exactly the kind of guy to do it. But is he going to do it? 
And is that what has to go right for the Washington Commanders to beat the Philadelphia Eagles this Sunday? We will tell you what has to go right on each side of the ball next on this Crossover Thursday episode of Locked On Commanders and Locked On Eagles, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we're going to do that thanks to our sponsors over at FanDuel. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers, you get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed whenever you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets whether you win or lose. So if you're a Commanders fan and you want to get bold, put five bucks on the Commanders. And whether they make you smart or, or, they, or they prove you wrong, you get $200 in bonus bets no matter what. Currently, the Washington Commanders are six and a half point underdogs against the Philadelphia Eagles this Sunday at home with an over-under of 43.5 points scored between the two. Not a lot of faith in what's going on in the DMV right now, football-wise. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action than now. The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. You can build your own parlays, which is my favorite thing to do on that app, but also potentially one of the most dangerous things to do on that app. Uh, so visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the National Football League. Today's crossover episode also brought to you by Jace Medical. There's a lot of uncertainty in the world, and today it's more important than ever to be prepared, especially if you might be traveling for any of the upcoming holidays that we've got on the calendar. The Jace case is a personalized emergency medical kit that contains five essential antibiotics that treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections. You can also customize your case and add additional life-saving medications based on your unique needs. In, in fact, you can customize your Jace case with dozens of add-on medications that fit you and your family. Jace is also continually working to expand their medication offerings in those recent efforts. They've added ivermectin as an option in the Jace case for those who might need that antiparasitic medicine. You can even get gift cards for your family or your loved ones so they can get a Jace case of their own. So go to jacemedical.com. Enter the promo code locked on at checkout for a $20 discount on your order. That's promo code locked on at J A S E medical.com. Wrapping up this crossover Thursday episode of Locked On Eagles, Locked On Commanders, brought to you by Prize Picks, our weekly tradition here on the Locked On Podcast Network. One of my favorite episodes to do every single week. And I know my listeners, even when it's Eagles, guys, my listeners love getting the other side of this coin because I don't know the Eagles the way that Louis DiBiase does. So Louis, what has to go right for the Philadelphia Eagles to go seven and one? Yeah. And one main one is what I've already said is definitely they have to limit the turnovers. Do not give Washington short fields. If they can win the turnover battle and give this offense shorter fields, that's going to help a struggling red zone offense as well. So win the turnover battle, but I would also say, David, it's being balanced on offense. I feel like this team gets a little out of rhythm when they're throwing too much or even running too much. I think they had a perfect balance against Miami. I think it was about 25 carries between DeAndre Swift, Jalen Hurts, and Kenneth Gainwell, and then 31 passing attempts for Jalen Hurts. That's the right kind of rhythm, those long sustaining drives where they're eating six to you know eight minutes of clock really helps out this football team. So I think the balance attack really just keeps things moving on the right track for this offense. So I would say a balance of the passing game and the run game, uh, that's the key for the for the Eagles this week. Yeah, and like you said, you kind of touched that on already during this episode. I've kind of already touched on what I'm going to say this episode. The, the, what has to go right for the Washington Commanders is consistency. You have to get off to a fast start offensively, defensively. You don't have to get takeaways necessarily, but just keep the, the Philadelphia Eagles from scoring on even, say, more than 33% of their first half possessions, right? Washington got off to a 17-10 to 10 lead in the first half against Philadelphia Eagles last time they faced each other. 
uh, could have taken that to a 24 to 10 lead. Man, Louie, I'll tell you what, I was not in Philadelphia, unfortunately, but I was sitting on the edge of my couch saying, guys, if you can just make this a 24 to 10 Me lead, <laughs> I'm not saying you got it, but that goes a long way to getting it. Uh, you make the Eagles a little bit more one-dimensional, and that makes things a little bit easier on defense. Unfortunately, they just couldn't get over the hump during those couple of drives where they had a chance to do that. And at the end, they got to get a last-second touchdown to Jahan Dotson, uh, which honestly kind of feels like that's almost his last catch of the season at some points to tie it at 31. The question has never really been whether or not the Washington Commanders have the talent to compete with the Philadelphia Eagles, really with anybody in the NFL. They do. They absolutely have the talent. They have the coaching. They got the players. They got the pieces. The question is, are they going to do it? All right, that's that's really all the question is. Uh, it doesn't happen every weekend, um, but if it doesn't have happen this weekend specifically, we've already got those trade rumors swirling around guys like Chase Young. We've already got people calling for head coaches' jobs and GM jobs and all these things. I'll tell you what, Louis, this is it's it's weird because it's six and one defending division champion Super Bowl you know team going up yeah. against a three and four third place division team, but this three and four team has to beat this Eagles team. Or if not, my job is going to get a little bit more complicated. <laughs> And I'm going to have to sift through a little bit more rumors than I'm used to uh, yep. since Dan Snyder left. And things are going to get a little bit dicey before Halloween. But a win, a win, it, yep. it makes them 500, but it makes them feel like they're more than 500. So that's exactly what this team needs to get on track. And I just want to say something real quick. Before, well, maybe not before. We're already kind of towards the end of this episode. I got a little bit of guff when I had Joe Marino of Locked On Bills on earlier this season because joe he he represents his bills fandom pretty solid in his yeah. his background and everything i don't because you know i'm on the beat every single day so i gotta keep it i gotta keep it unbiased and all that stuff i do have two eagles statues in my background understand i this. did notice those that, are for my father I wasn't going to say anything yeah. but my, I did my father who, who recently <laughs> passed away had a had a large affinity for eagles he was not an eagles fan he just loved himself some Super eagles so, so those are in honor of my father those are actually his eagles i brought them home after his funeral so anybody out there, those are not for the Eagles. Those are for my father. <laughs> it's okay. I promise you. Might be some good uh, reverse Luke, psychology anyway there, some reverse yeah. jinx to have that I mean, in the studio, you know, have the enemy in your room <laughs> and then boom, that'll be a win. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I actually thought about starting my own little Taylor Heineke uh, tradition. I've got some Kelly Green uh, Jordan ones <laughs> in my closet. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I if I say, wear yeah. the Kelly Green Jays yeah. to the Giants game, it kind of gives a head start to the mojo for the Eagles right. game. I didn't do it. I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll leave it. Everybody's alone. got their weird know. superstitions. I used to wear the op whatever jersey color the Eagles were wearing when I was a kid. I would wear like if they were wearing green, I was wearing white. If they were wearing white, I was wearing green. Just okay. so everybody's got their yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. How about those Kelly Greens? Look, you don't have to be an Eagles fan, but those Kelly Greens were nice. They right? are. And look, are I grew nice. up with the Midnight Green. I don't ever want to see them get rid of those jerseys, and they've won so much yeah. of them. But I don't know if there's a nicer jersey in the NFL than the Kelly Greens they sported Sunday night. I and with the aesthetic of. These guys, all of them wearing visors too. They just, they were yeah. one of the coolest looking football teams I've ever seen. And thank God they won because they looked too good to lose that game. Yeah. I mean, that's what we say about the black commander's uniform. Like, it's not a throwback, but it's an all black uniform. It looks kind of mean and tough, but they that's lose. That's the one more thing I miss they, about the Eagles this year because it. of the Kelly Green is yep. being used this year. There's no black jersey. So we'll, they'll get back to yep. that in 2024. Absolutely. And we'll get back to this in 2024, unless there's a Commanders Eagles playoff matchup, maybe down the road. We'll Never see. Know. If they're uh, two and seven, maybe. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's going to do it today, though. It's going to do it for this crossover Thursday episode. Locked on Eagles, locked on Commanders coming up, guys. We've got at least one more episode coming up for you before kickoff. So make sure you come back for that. In the meantime, make sure you're following Louie on Twitter at DBossie LOE. Even Commanders fans, you want to know the enemy intel. So make sure you're following Louie at DBossie LOE. You can find me on Twitter. At D Harrison82. As always, thank you so much for making us your first listen or view today and every day. 
everydayers. We appreciate you coming through both shows like you do. Thank you so much for making us a part of your day, part of your football routine. Until we speak again, please, if you're out and about, be safe, be kind to one another. And thank you for coming through for Locked On Commanders, Locked On Eagles, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.